This program contains adult content. Hey, is Eric God? A big atheist. Really? What am I, an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Tuesday, October 30th, <gasps> All Hallows Eve. It's <laughs> 31. Ooh. 31. Jesus. Yeah. This is episode That's 147. <laughs> it's the last day of October. I knew it was 31. I was just testing you guys. And I'm Ryan Duffy. You're paying attention. Uh, I thought I was Ryan Duffy this week. Okay. Well, this week, sure. This is episode um, 180. Fuck. 20 away from the 200 mark. I don't know. that uh, is Is episode number really a thing? Like, because some shows do like, They'll, they'll, you know, some shows will record multiple episodes in one night and then break them into smaller chunks and release two. Yeah, and but we don't. Yeah, we've got a lot of, lot of fucking hours <laughs> of shit out there, man. Of sitting here babbling in the microphones and people still listen to this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's Halloween and I'm not passing out candy. Tracy said it, you guys saw it when you came in. Yeah, the, yeah. She said a chair. With a bowl full of candy on it. Said, don't be a cunt, just take two. She didn't say cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she she would have if she'd have thought about it, but it just said, take two and have a happy Halloween and yeah. also smile for the camera because we've got the camera there at the door. There was some of us like, don't be a jerk, just take two or something like that. Don't be yeah. greedy. Oh, yeah, don't be greedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't be greedy. Uh, well, it's funny that you equate greedy with cunt <laughs> i just really wanted to say it i haven't said cunt in a while on microphone <laughs> yeah what have you guys been up to what are you weren't here last week what were you on doing uh last week that uh that little demon chasers film festival that we had made something for was showing last tuesday so we're out doing that then we went and had a little party at the studio and had some fun yeah yeah a little party at the studio yeah for is that where you guys well where's the studio i thought you were so i'm all confused now because i thought you you guys did all the recording and stuff in idaho is that what you said no that was a different project oh that's a toy i've been doing a lot of shit i'm all fucked up (laughs) i can't keep up with you that was a totally different film project up in idaho okay uh this was the one that we because we got the we got a little film studio type place uh, we set up in right here in Salt Lake, <laughs> right across from the B Stadium. Oh, I'm sorry. That yeah. just that just uh, to- no, not even that. It just the it reminded me again of Chris Hardwick, where he's talking about dweebs in in the Mandroid. <laughs> yeah, uh, the difference and dweebs are like from bad sperm or whatever. They're the kind of guys that like swallow in the middle of a sentence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's like the guy will come running up and he'll be like, "Are we all gonna go to?" Burger King or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember the line. And they're like, swallow then sentence, Randy. You knew you were going to start talking. <laughs> and you just did that. So I was like, yeah, oh, I, I did. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, we just got that studio in Salt Lake where we're filming stuff at it with some, uh, some other buddies. And yeah, we had a party there afterwards because one of the guy's birthdays that night. So we said, let's go to the film thing, then get drunk. 
I don't need an excuse to get drunk. No, but if you need to, if you have one, it's even better. Oh, I guess. Sure. Well, then you can justify it a little more to the yeah. rest of society, right? It's like, hey, it's a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Ordinarily, I wouldn't be drunk, but it's a birthday party. It's a birthday so party. I've got to get an excuse. His birthday's on Tuesday, so <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're drinking on a Tuesday. <laughs> and you can tell I'm drunk because I wait till the end of my sentence to swallow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, what else you been doing? Is that it? Filming shit and filming stuff. Yeah, I'll be in here, ready to film stuff, and yeah. hopefully some cool shit in the future. Yeah, so awesome. You you want to talk about maybe potentials, or you want to uh, wait until I'll, I'll wait until there's actually a it, it actually happens. It's exciting and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, exciting stuff maybe in the future. Well, I'll, I'll, I might be gone for a little bit, but I'll be back. Mm-hmm. So. I I shall return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything. I keep, like, there's a bunch of things rattling around in my noggin that I want to spit out, but I'm not going to even hint at what it is. Okay. And you, Machu? couple things. <laughs> oh, yes! Yay! All right, what? Uh, Swallow. First... <laughs> I want to refer to last week's incident regarding this situation. Where you the situation? This situation. The same as now where you you asked oh, yeah, or didn't yeah. ask. Yeah. I don't usually have a problem with finding the words uh, per se. <laughs> it's usually an issue of tone or attitude. Yeah. So uh it didn't come across clearly. Because I think, well, and I haven't re-listened to it, but I've thought about it again. <laughs> and <laughs> it sounded awful finger-waggy, if I remember right. What, what You know, what? about don't do that again kind of thing, right? Like, like I'm just really telling you. But that wasn't what I was thinking. I don't know what you're talking about. About asking me how my week went. That I shouldn't ask you or that I- or Clearly, that I... this was a huge <laughs> deal in your mind as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just, in my memory, it was like, man, I, I kind uh -oh. of- came out hard on Dan not asking me about that. Like, don't ever do that again, I think I said. But what I meant was... I don't remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it was late in the show. You were probably yeah, drunk. Probably. <laughs> but what I meant was, don't worry about feeling pressure to ask me every week about my week because I'm not going to care most of the time. It just <laughs> happened to be that this time I'm like, oh, I can use this little weird thing that I went to church for that little uh, part at the beginning when I never have an answer for. So you had already worked up an answer and yeah, anticipating Dan to it. ask, how was your mm -hmm. week? And Dan didn't ask you how your week was the one time you came with a story. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. Right. And so uh, I was just saying- sensitive. And so, I, no, no, no. But, I, but what I was, I just was being clear that just because I brought something this week doesn't mean- that I'm going to be prepared every week because okay. usually I don't want to talk about my week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, usually I'm like, fuck, I don't, I don't like me and everything that's going on. So yeah, right. I don't want to waste any more time talking about it. Yeah. I don't want to waste people's time listening to bullshit about some idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so there's that. Well, what was your, what was your line you told me outside a few weeks ago? That you, what was it? You, your mantra? You, you hate Oh, yourself? yeah. I hate myself, but I'm still better than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like that. <laughs> but you, so you did do something else this week? Um, there was, I think there was something, but it doesn't matter now. 
Um, <laughs> Niners picked up a quarterback. Oh, yeah? Traded for Patriots' Jimmy Garoppolo. So oh. that'll be interesting. Hmm. He's very good. Hmm. Um, and the Dolphins traded JJ to the Eagles. Did you see the Kaepernick filed a lawsuit? I did see that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. He he also has a collusion lawsuit. There's two major collusion <laughs> lawsuits happening. Mm, indeed. We'll be we'll be talking about the Orange Menace mm-hmm. and his cronies. I hope I hope evening. Kaepernick can get something done that way because it seems obvious to me and very many other people who pay attention. Um, but proving well, intent is going to be tough. I had actually wondered if the Packers would have picked him up, but then he filed that lawsuit, which makes it like not as easy to pick him up. Make no. How does it make it not as easy? Well, because then I don't know if he's gonna, not going to be like, well, you're only picking me up because I filed a lawsuit against the NFL, so they're only making you get me now. Hmm. Oh. I mean, or as, but, as it appearing that way, well, that but, would be awfully self-destructive then. Well, it? for I him, mean, but also appearances go a long way. And everybody else is like, oh, the Packers only picked him up because. Well, then all they'd have to say is no, it's because he's a good fucking quarterback. Because he's, yeah. he's better than Hundley. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to give him a chance. Rogers Hundley? sucked when he well, first you have started no too. Well, you have no choice. <laughs> yeah, but Rogers sucked when he first started no, he too. I guess yeah, I'll let him play for my team. His first, his first, his first year on in the NFL wasn't that stellar. Like when he had to first come in, Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it took him a while to get his footing in there and, and get used to the that that starting position. And then once he, he once he got comfortable with that starting position, he started doing good. I think you're spoiled because. You went from Favre to Rodgers back to back. I, yeah. I think what you're looking at is a quarterback that came in that was above average and then went to stellar. And you were like, meh. <laughs> well, what do you think Hunley can do the same? I mean, he's got no. the same pedigree of, of training. I don't think so. Probably don't think not. So. Well, Packers pick good quarterbacks. That's all I Well, the last <laughs> two anyway. Well, and oh. I mean, they've yeah, they've had a lot of great quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean- Bart Starr. Bart Starr, yeah. yeah. Bart Starr, arguably, like, the greatest quarterback ever. No, not I'll arguable. That. That's not arguable. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> the truth. Ask a boomer. No they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have some listener feedback to feedback on. Oh, feedback. I guess. Feedback, it's feedback, the feedback, feedback, feedback. Feedback, 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 feedback. <laughs> 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 we got... We got a message from Christy. She says, since you asked, I like the extended versions. So what this is talking about is a while ago during our Patreon. I don't even remember if it was just during the Patreon portion that I mentioned it. It might have been during a regular Um, bit. I don't know. I think it was during the Patreon portion we mentioned it. But I said, hey, Patreon supporters, let us know what you like or don't like or want us to do more of or less of or any other ideas you have. You know, do you like the the extended bit for being a Patreon? Supporter, do you want just early access? Do you like the extra with the early access? Do you want bonus episodes? What do you want? And so we've received really the the all of the feedback that I've gotten from it so far are oh, I like what you guys are doing. Just yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. Just give us the extended bit of episode and early access and yeah, that's great. And so Christy says, since you asked, I like the extended ver- the extended versions, although a separate show would be cool too. Either is good with me, but mostly just want to support you to support you because I love the show and I think it is important for you guys to continue doing what you do. So even if I don't get anything extra, it's all good. Thanks again, Christy. Well, thank you, Christy. And you will keep getting extra content. Yeah, and thank you very much for sending in 
the feedback. Anybody else who has comments or suggestions should do so also. We also received a message from Dustin <laughs> who says, hey, guys, my wife and I met Ryan and Dan at the after party for Lucian at USU. I used our facial hair as an icebreaker. I remember him. He's a really nice guy. I did uh, I did honestly contemplate going to that, but if you have any idea how far that campus is from Orem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're, what, an hour south of Dan, and yeah. Dan is yeah. two hours from Orem, so it's a three-hour from USU. Yeah, so yeah. It's like yeah. six-hour round yeah. trip yeah. for you yeah. in one night. Um, he says, I took you up on your offer and have started listening and have started to listen to your podcast. I can say that so far it resonates with me and I am a fan. I have a lot to catch up on, but look forward to doing so. I think in my ramblings that night, I mentioned that I'm still relatively new to atheism. So finding people who share mm. similar experiences in a state like Utah is very encouraging to me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the work you do. I look forward to being or to learning more and being able to contribute to the discourse. Dustin in Logan, Utah. Thank you, yeah. Dustin. It's good to meet you, too. And just know there's a lot of atheist groups in this state because it's so repressed with fucking religion. So, yeah, we're, they're we're out there. There's a there's a kind of a offshoot or a affiliate group for atheists of Utah in Cache Valley. Uh, yeah, Cache Valley Atheists, isn't it? I think so. I think yeah. it is just Cache Valley Atheists. You can find them. There are a lot of secular or groups and organizations out on Meetup as well. Uh, I would check there. You can look at the Atheists of Utah website at the American Atheists website. Lists about a whole bunch of secular organizations, atheist organizations that you can become a member of and go to their events and mm -hmm. stuff. My favorite book for new atheists is called Atheist Universe by David Mills. Quick read, easy read, makes a lot of sense. And uh, I have read that three or four times. It's just a good have, one to go through. You've mentioned it several times, and I haven't, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, it's a good one. I'll need to get to it. And it may be the case that that's just one that really kind of connected for me and the questions I was having at that moment, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's a good one to recommend. It's easy to understand. It's not uh, over your head or way too in-depth. Yeah, a good a good atheism one-on-one kind of book. Yeah. Yeah. Make some good arguments and some interesting points. That's the one that first got me thinking about the real problems with the idea of hell. Mm -hmm. So, I think you even mentioned that one when Dave Silverman was in the studio. On this, I probably right? did. I think you said that either one of the two books, I think you told him that his book was maybe the second most marked up one that you had yeah, yeah, yeah. next to Atheist Universe. Yeah, that, that seems right. Yeah. Uh, we got a message from from a listener who wishes to remain anonymous, at least for now. It's a bit of a story, so yeah. so strap in and listen for a moment. Listener sent us a message and it says, Okay, I have a story slash question that you guys might enjoy as it relates heavily to closeted gay men who are members of the LDS Church. And as all three of us are... Mormon gayman, <laughs> Mormon gayman in the in the <laughs> in the uh, church active members. What's well, how you get more gayman? Well, I think I think probably he was referring to the fact that we're very much in support of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, sure. yeah sure. And, and live in a heavily populated yeah, live, Mormon state. Yeah, live in a Mormon state. Have had, you know, I, I'm formerly Mormon. Matt's formerly Mormon. We've had a, a bunch of uh, guests on the show who, yeah. Are formerly Mormon and/or members of the quilt bag community. 
Um, but he says, at a party on Friday, I was formally introduced to a young couple ages 20 and 21, and I instantly burst into laughter upon the realization that I've slept with the guy several times. His wife never figured out why I was laughing, and I left said party early in order to avoid any questions. Fast forward to this morning, and I received a call from said guy thanking me for not outing him. Mm -hmm. As we were talking, I told him I think it's best if we cut all ties, at which point he started crying. After we talked more, he told me that he was A, married when it happened, B, that marriage took place in the temple, Mm. And let's see, his wife is currently three months pregnant. He mm. says, every time I think about our encounter at that party, I burst into laughter, even though the reality of it is that a gay man is living a lie and feels trapped inside a marriage slash religion mm-hmm. and is now even more tied down because his wife is pregnant. What would an appropriate response to this situation be? Feel free to throw this up for discussion on air. I just prefer my name left be left out of it. I'd like to gain some insight from other viewers or listeners, the majority of the majority of whom I'd assume are much older than me. What uh, exactly is the response to? He's looking for an appropriate response to. to I think what? it's back to, to just kind of. I would imagine how to handle the situation. To, to, do you, to, do, do you out him? Do you keep his secret no. for him? Do you help him get you out of this relationship? Don't out. Don't, don't out no. The, yeah. So. We're so from trying to help or just respond to the guy that's upset that they can't see each other. Is that the idea? Maybe a little bit of all of the above. I mean, first, so he wants to cut ties. Yeah. And the gentleman in question started crying and they talked more. That's when he found out all this information. Mm hmm. Um, so I guess I'm. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to suss out exactly what the issue is that he's trying to resolve. So, well, my, my first bit of advice would be absolutely, definitely do not out him. I mean, that's, that's not fair to anybody. Even, even if the listener who sent us this may feel slighted or that this is weird or whatever, you know, you, you shouldn't out somebody until they're ready to out themselves. Well, I, I'm not saying out him as far as being gay. Yeah. Just out him to the wife as saying, hey, your husband's cheating on you. No, you still shouldn't do that either. I mean, unless, yeah, I no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. That's that's all up to this guy. I mean, yeah. he's he's created a mess for himself, and he needs to figure some shit out. If if the listener wants to be there for him as a as a form of support, that's fine. But don't allow him to take advantage of you. Don't don't allow him to just to just use you as a crutch and a fuck buddy, unless that's what you're into. I mean, if that's all you're looking for, then fine. But I don't know. I I, I have this really really high bar for avoiding drama as much as possible. So I choose to not engage in it as much as possible, and would just say. Get your distance away from from the whole situation. Like, tell the guy, look, you know, I I like you, whatever. It, it I mean, f- I got the impression that this was just a casual relationship kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Although he did say he slept with him several times. Well, yeah, it could still be casual. It, it still could be, but I mean, I'm just I'm just assuming that there's something more to it because he's writing us about it. Yeah. Well, I think. The the reason he contacted us about it is because of the religious angle. The guy is, you know, he's married in the temple. 
very young, having an extra, not just an extramarital affair, but a gay extramarital affair, and still married and the to this woman yeah. that he married in the temple, and now she's pregnant, and the guy apparently is just feeling stuck. But, dude, this is all a, a quicksand swamp of his own creation. Like, he mm-hmm. did not have to do these things. And so are you saying he had the and free I'm sure, will? Well, <laughs> well, and I'm sure that he was pressured, you know, there's, there's societal and familial yeah, I, pressures I, that would have been brought to bear yeah, on him. And that's, that's kind of where I think the, the, uh, uh, the married guy is coming from. It's, he probably got married in the temple to appease his family and to follow the social norms that were set out for him, even though he is gay and knows he's gay, but he, you know, doesn't feel he's able to live that life because it's. Or at least by, I mean. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's bi, right, right. maybe he's gay and just totally closeted. I don't know. Uh, the the listener would probably know better than us. He he referred to him as a gay man. So, um, but yeah, I I just fuck me. I would run from that so fast <laughs> and so hard. Like fuck everything about that. Yeah, I don't really like. I mean, I I'm not really sure what what's up for discussion here. I mean, yes, of course we uh, disagree with a society that puts religious pressure on its citizens especially when it means oppressing who they are you know in in you know in their real life inside and that they're not free to be that um yes of course we disagree with all of that yes it creates massive problems like this situation we're seeing interpersonally um and it's and it's now drug you into it even though you were able to not only escape uh the religious oppression well at least Somewhat. I mean, living in the state, we're never fully out out of its control. But mm-hmm. uh, and then and also um, uh, sexually uh, open, and and so those are two areas that this guy hasn't hasn't been able to do. So yeah, I mean, yes, we're of course we're against uh, societies that don't allow for those things to happen freely and mm-hmm. and without uh, adverse effects. But yeah, this is his shit, man. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's a quicksand swamp of his own making, and I mean he's he's going to have to make the decision himself on whether he wants to remain in the closet for the rest of his life or come out now. And it, I, so I, one of the replies that I sent to this listener when we were initially communicating was, you know, this sounds like an episode of Jerry Springer. The longer he tries to maintain the lie, the more people he's going to hurt in the long run, which is absolutely true. I mean, if he if he is a closeted gay man, he's not going to just not be gay one day, right? He's he's he he has a sexual preference. And he's going to keep searching out those relationships. Right. And they're going to be because he has to keep them a secret, it can only lead to more destructive behavior. Yeah. More risky behavior, more destructive behavior. And ultimately, it's going to come out. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't keep that shit buried forever. And when it does come out, does it come out now when his marriage is still, you know, relatively new and they haven't built this life yeah, together no- with a child or children? Less investment. Yeah, there's, there's much less time, money, and effort invested in the relationship he's in now. It would be best that he just tear that Band-Aid off, get the scab going. And let people heal now rather than drag it out forever, have him be miserable his entire life, his yeah. wife be miserable because her mm-hmm. needs probably aren't being met. Have mm-hmm. the children 
child or children grow up in an unloving relationship or in an in a home with an unloving relationship and then teaching them that that's how relationships are yeah it's just he needs to figure this shit out man he needs to figure it out and he needs to get out and until then you should keep your distance i think keep your distance if he wants help offer it but don't let him emotionally abuse you either or just yeah. use you as a as a crutch unless that's what you're into <laughs> in <laughs> which case sure go right ahead i'm not i i'm not interested in having people just use me as an emotional crutch whenever they want it so that's just me personally what do the rest of the listeners think you guys can send us messages or post it oh yeah i started the facebook yeah. group called god's revolution community yeah and the godless revolution community or you can post out on our facebook page or you can send us an email or call and leave us a message at what is our phone number i haven't three three zero three three zero eight one rebel yeah. I haven't I haven't actually mentioned it live on show for a while. Yeah. It's a tough situation, man. I don't I don't envy anybody in that relationship from the listener who sent it in to the guy who's in the closet to his wife to I, any I, children I would say they may maybe have, if like, you if you actually care about the guy, like it's more than just a casual thing a little bit. Maybe talk to him and persuade him to say, "Hey, you know, either you leave this relationship with your life and be your honest self and, you know, be yourself or we can't be doing this anymore. Oh yeah. I, well, like I said, I, or I try just... to persuade him to, you know, Hey, yeah. Like you said, you're not vested in this marriage just yet. Yeah. I was in the temple and stuff. You're still young. A lot of people, you fuck up a young marriage. Mm-hmm. Just uh, get out of it. Yeah. You can still raise the kid. You can still be a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can still be a father. Do you want, do you want to run the risk of, you know, raising your child in this dysfunctional home? Or get out, have you be happy, have mm-hmm. your, you know, now wife, future ex-wife be happy with somebody else who would live up to her godly Mormon standards or whatever else, or whatever path her life takes after this, where everybody's happy and a child can grow up in a well-adjusted home and realize that there are many different kinds of relationships, including my daddy who's gay yeah. and in a relationship or or doing his thing, whatever. Or do you want to remain in the closet and teach the kid that that's what, that's how life is. I don't know how I feel about that approach. Which approach? That, the one you guys were just discussing. I, I think for the listener who sent this in, you just, you just go away. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no reason to go back and try to tell him what, uh, he should or shouldn't be doing with his marriage at this point. I mean, you know, you don't know any well, better. I'm just saying, just depending on their level of involvement. I, yeah, still, I just think like if it was a that's just in, just ju- that's just entirely for this other guy to figure out yeah. at some point. Yeah, there's you know other people might be adversely affected based on his decisions, but that's what we're all doing. You know, we're all fucking up and screwing other people's lives up, and you know, it, it's just I I just can't I just can't see a way to justify telling the listener to go back into that, talk to the guy and try to persuade him to get divorced. I, I, I don't, I don't see. Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't think that's what I was advocating. I, maybe Ryan was, but well, I'm just saying if you're, if, if you're a close, like if it was a close friend of mine and I saw he was a closeted gay man, I'd be like, no, I'm going to talk to you. Like just fucking be yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely offer advice to anybody who came seeking it or mm-hmm. came to me 
complaining about the situation they're in, I would tell them, look, man, this is what, this is what I'm seeing. If I'm wrong, let me know, but here's what I see and here's what I would do or what I would suggest. But that's, that's really all I have to say to you at this point. Like, unless there's any new information, this, this is my, these are my current thoughts on this. Do with them what you will, but don't keep coming to me with the same thing over and over and over and over and expect a different answer because this is the answer I'm giving you. Hey, everybody, it's X from the Utah Outcasts podcast and YouTube channel, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. (laughs) Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. What'd you What'd you bring? I just think it's fascinating that <laughs> that that Ryan would think I'd be attracted to him, even though I'm not very sexual. <laughs> yeah, but this mustache. Oh yeah, who can resist that fucking curly thing? No one. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, there's a thing on YouTube. There's a so I just happened to catch this commercial that's going around, mm-hmm. and it's pretty awesomely terrible. Okay. It's for a new cell company that's out. Is it that maybe she could be a ninja? Mm. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Worse or better? Uh, I don't know. What are you talking about? The video. The, 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 the oh, that ninja racist, lady. That oh. racist chick. Maybe yeah. I could be a ninja. <laughs> yeah, ninja. Right. Uh, I no. am ninja. It's worse in some ways. Yeah. Is it cringeworthy? It, uh, it's just so fucking frustrating. Oh, okay. But it's called Patriot Mobile. And you should pull it up. Uh, are you talking like Patriot Mobile, like for your phone? Like there's Credo Mobile and now there's Patriot Mobile? I don't know. Tommy learns how someone like posts the thing with her like, best cost- best Halloween costume ever or whatever. And she's adorned in different parts of the American flag, all of her clothes. And everybody now is harassing her because they had to point out like, hey, um, you made fun of people or hit people for kneeling for the national anthem right. for breaking flag code and now you're wearing it which is actually breaks the flag code dude i'm looking at this website oh, it has the fucking... tragedy dry humping whore yep dana yep. Loesch herself i also have a major problem with all of these tragedy dry humping whores who's made that stupid commercial where she's basically said to kill all liberals just go to youtube and watch the commercial go to youtube or and watch it might the be commercial. on here <laughs> well, the whole thing is just littered yeah, with fucking go. stars oh. and American flags, and which is guns. also against flag etiquette. You're not supposed to advertise with the flag. So here's finally a cell phone as patriotic as you are. Does your hard-earned money fight to protect your American values? In 2012, a phone company based out of San Francisco, California, redefined political engagement. 
spending millions of dollars to defeat five conservative congressmen, including leading national voices Alan West and Joe Walsh. This wake-up call highlighted the need for a conservative response and fast. The issue is that too many cell phone companies out there today use their profits to help fund those who are doing everything they can to see our conservative America fall. Each dollar spent with these companies is a dollar that could be spent protecting what matters most. Here at Patriot Mobile, we believe that everyone should have the right to dictate how their hard-earned money is spent. Every dollar that comes through Patriot Mobile goes on to help fund an American organization focused on principles such as family values, honoring our veterans, or helping out first responders. Up to 5%. 5%. Like, oh, how nice of you. And the funny thing is, like, they conservatives don't honor vets. No. And they, Not even up to 5%. No. No. And, and when they talk about uh, first responders, what they mean is cops. Yeah, they ain't going to give shit to us firefighters. Or, you, or and, EMT. And you yeah, never hear them mention EMT at, ever. Yeah. Sometimes it's police and fire. Yeah. But usually it's police, and it's never... Police, fire, and EMS or EMT it never happened. It's just it's either one or the two. So this is their commercial out on the YouTube's. Remember when America stood for things like honor, freedom, personal responsibility, and faith? Today, those American uh, values are deliberately drowned out by liberal corporate agendas. Behind the- <laughs> so that looks kind of like Hillary Clinton. That looks like Harry Reid. Yep. Oh, it's got to be Harry Reid because they fucking, oh my God, they even fucked but up his give, eye. They yep. gave him the black eye, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> and his, his button is awesome. Real, re-elect socialist. Vote for gun grabber. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I like that at the beginning when they're talking oh, about values and they say personal responsibility and they, sh- and they show a cross. That's the opposite of personal responsibility. No, yeah, that's, that's sh- negating your personal yeah. responsibility agendas behind the curtains of campaigns is an incredible exchange of money from companies to candidates in exchange for government handout so this must be nancy pelosi yeah, and that's hillary. i'll bet this is hillary that's joe biden that's barack obama yeah. oh yeah because my name is joe Hope yeah our nation's mobile phone companies some of the worst offenders they have provided no. almost $100 million to help elect liberal candidates, leading to the election of more than 10,000 liberals to public office. <gasps> Shocking. They, aren't these the same people who go on and on about how great they are and how wonderful their policies and plans must be because they hold the governorships, the White House, and Congress? Now there's too many goddamn But there's too liberals. fucking many liberals out there. Trying we to- have to have everything and they keep making them laws where we can't have our bibbles and our guns <laughs> <laughs> well and also if they want to talk about big money and lobbyists buying politicians fucking come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on oh, okay <laughs> um yeah let's let's look at how many religious organizations well i was i mean to... yeah i was gonna say did you guys need me to fill in that gap oh, there yeah. like with the Koch brothers and and uh, <laughs> Goldman Sachs and all that shit. Well, we're just waiting for you to fill our our, our audience members in. <laughs> no. Well, I don't think our audience members are stupid. Well, <laughs> difference, Ryan. Here's how it works: hardworking Americans pay their cell phone bills every month. Big Mobile gives millions to liberal candidates. <laughs> big Mobile. <laughs> uh, it's like they they just got a really big bus. And there's mobile. There's Big Pharma, Big Mobile, Big Government. 
big conservative. <laughs> Candidates. Newly elected liberals then authorized billions in government subsidies to Big Mobile to provide free cell service to the do-nothings. Oh, my God. Whoa. The do-nothings. The do-nothings in their free mobile phones. Wow. We want, they need to get fucking jobs. Well, yeah. it's really hard to do that without a fucking... phone number for somebody to contact you. That's not my fucking problem. They need to have babies, too. <laughs> and a bibble. Who then vote for more liberals because free stuff. Oh, my God. Fuck me. Yeah, because oh. everybody loves living in squalor, right? I mean, if I had a choice, that's what I'd fucking want. I'd want to live on the government dole, barely fucking scraping by and having assholes look down on me my entire life. That's exactly what I want to fucking do. So what do hardworking Americans get? Higher tax bills, bigger government, trampled values, and shredded constitutional rights. I don't understand how they can get things so fucking twisted. So fucking twisted around. They don't worry about all of the money that we spend on defense. No. All of that. That's the, just how many billions and trillions of dollars do we spend on that? That's 60% of our federal budget. And, and, you know, that's, that's not big government. And also, they're just, they're, most of the people in the category of, of their so-called do-nothings are white Republicans. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, you know, they continue to vote for liberals because they get free stuff. No, they vote Republican. And then can't figure out why they don't get free stuff anymore. Yeah. National <laughs> rights. Every text message, status update, and phone call is helping to support those mobile companies who are working against your own values. It's time. And this is fucking bullshit, too, because I know for a fact that all of the major telephone companies contribute to both political parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they contribute to both. So, that I mean, that whole thing, that, which, that's all fucking nonsense. That's bullshit. Which they're saying big mobile as if the mobile companies are one single entity. Oh, of course. They have to be able to point to one big bad thing. Yeah. yeah. They have to lump it all together. That's bad. Yep. Instead of being like, well, AT&T or Verizon or Sprint or which one? It's like, no, well, which one are you talking about? Yeah, they hate nuance. Time to fight back. It's time to stop supporting their liberal agenda and start supporting your values. It's time to fight funding with funding. Introducing Patriot Mobile. And again, there's a guy wearing a T-shirt with a flag on it and a woman with a cross hanging out of her shirt. So, you know, fuck anybody Obviously who's... Obviously white people, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Fuck anybody who's not a Christian and who doesn't worship the flag also. All of you yeah. Muslims need not apply. You Jews need not apply. Hindus. Atheists. Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's probably true. <laughs> None of you need apply for Patriot Mobile. We don't want your business. Patriot Mobile is the only mobile company created by conservatives for conservatives, pledging to only support conservative groups and candidates. Wait, are they creating a safe pl- a safe oh, space? Oh, and the other but <laughs> the other bit of this is the Patriot Mobile didn't create their own fucking phone network. No. They're using, I want to find out which phone network they're actually using. Are they using AT&T's network? Are they using Verizon's network? Which, at the same time, if they're using that network, they got to pay money to those money people, those people right. to use that and, network. So. And, and they just tried to slip it by. 
It's made by conservatives for conservatives, and they pledge to only support conservatives candidates. You're fucking big mobile, buddy. You're big <laughs> mobile. You're putting in your guys. Mm-hmm. Patriot Mobile's premium coast-to-coast mobile network has super-fast data and crystal-clear voice. Access Looks to like all Verizon. the same phones you love at prices less than your current liberal-leaning phone company. Oh. Best <laughs> of all, Patriot Mobile gives up to 5% of each phone bill to conservative groups and candidates that support your values. With the same quality service and price, plus knowing... Same quality service and price as what? Yeah. As what? He keeps saying the mm-hmm. same as... It's the same as what? You know what it probably is? It's probably those Go phones that Verizon lets you get without being on a contract with them. Or AT&T, whichever one it is. I don't know. I, but I am curious to know which network they're yeah. using. Your hard-earned money is protecting your beliefs. Why would you not make the switch? Visit Patriot Mobile. Why would you not want to give us your money instead of those pinky commie bastards? Well. Those gay-loving homos over on the left. Why would you want to give them your money? If Patri- Do you hate America? If Patriot Mobile was so patriotic and they loved America, they would only keep 5% of the of the bill and they would give away 95%. Mm-hmm. The switch. Visit PatriotMobile.com to learn more. Patriot Mobile. Same quality, better prices, supporting a better cause. We're giving America back her voice. Wait, now it's better prices? Yeah, but there's going to be a 5% surcharge on there. <laughs> well, do you think anybody who would actually sign up for Patriot Mobile would ever be asking any of these questions? Like, why is it only 5%? What network are you using? Because yeah. you're still going to be paying no. yeah. big mobile then. Or did you put up your own cell towers? Yeah. And I'm, you know, 5% of my bill isn't what your, what Patriot Mobile is charged to, to lease the network lines and access, right? So much more of my bill is going to quote unquote big mobile yeah. than the 5% you're fucking donating anywhere else. And they don't even list their prices. But it's a bunch of. Well, they're probably on their website. Well, because they said they, they're better than liberal prices. And I'm like, well, I know people that have, like, they do, like, the, like, the go, the AT&T has a plan right now where you can get unlimited data and stuff for, like, 40 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. That's pretty hard to beat with the cell phone plan with unlimited data. It's fucking garbage. Oh, and then their plans are named freedom <laughs> of speech with no data. No data. <laughs> so, so you pretty much, so here's you, a phone, you can't use it. You can call 911. Well, you have the freedom of speech only. Yes. Free, freedom of speech <laughs> only. They should call yeah. it First Amendment phone. <laughs> the next plan up is the Republic. For- $40 a month for two gigs yeah. of data? That's bullshit. Constitution is $60 a month for five gigs. The Patriot is 10 gigs for $75 a month. That's fucking. Oh, I like that. All everything. So, talk, text, and data. Once user reaches plan limit, it will be slowed down. Unlimited. The independence is their top plan at eighty-five dollars a month for unlimited data. I have unlimited data through T-Mobile, and I pay, I think, forty bucks a month. Yeah. So half of this. Yeah. So these this company is taking advantage of the credulous dumbasses who watch their fucking stupid video and see all the goddamn flags and fucking eagles and stars and crosses and Bibles on their Mm -hmm. fucking page and are like, take my money. You can't take it fast enough. This is phone plans for Jesus. You know, speaking of this one, I did see there is a guy building a community in Texas that is built for conservatives by conservatives. I'm like, you guys are just, I'm like, you, you rail on safe spaces and now you're building a safe space phone network. (laughs) <laughs> a safe space fucking conservative only community 
because they want to get away from evil liberals. Oh, of course they do. Nobody likes to see anyone. I don't want nobody yeah. questioning my dumbassery. I mean, they don't want to go to a restaurant and see a menu that has offerings like vegetables only. I would love, love, love to see the Bible Belt finally get their wish at at seceding and and give them 20 years to run all of their fucking conservative policies oh, yeah. uninterrupted and fixed by Democrats and see how fast they tank that fucking country. It's going to go straight down the pooper. <laughs> straight I mean, down the pooper. That's what they keep saying about California. Like, look at California. The liberals destroyed that state. It's the like, the what? state right, right. in our country that has that has a better budget and yeah, that's uh, what it's like. I'm like and there. finances than many, many, many yeah. other countries combined. And yeah, G- but, GDP. And yeah, but Michigan, yeah. Michigan's got a liberal mayor too. And look what happened to Detroit. What happened to Detroit? Um, they got the um their water went. They bad. got wiped out by Republican policies. That <laughs> no, killed no, it industry was, well, it was because they had jobs a, overseas. It was, and it was it. Uh, oh. But they, if they want to talk data, that you can't do it. I mean, you talk about you know what are the worst education states in the country? All of them are Republican states, and in, most of them are in the well, south. And well, besides Utah, which is the worst, the worst what? Education state. It's twenty fifth. Twenty. I thought we we're like closer to fiftieth for education. No, that's Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. Florida, I think it probably looks Texas. Up, I think it probably depends on what you're looking at. West if you're Virginia. looking at money spent oh, per maybe that's pupil, what it, maybe that's where, yeah, it was. Maybe that's what it was for. Yeah, yeah. Utah's Utah's right near the bottom as far as money yeah. spent per pupil, but well, our mo- outcomes are better. Money taking money taken in taxes that's supposed to go to education. Yeah. Who knows what the fuck it goes to because Utah is one of the highest in taking taxes for education and it's still 25th. The mm-hmm. fuck are you doing with it? <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta build new schools or not because no. they're also fucking overcrowded. It doesn't, yeah. Just put trailers outside. Fucking people need to stop having so many goddamn kids, man. Yeah, it's not that people coming here from California that's fucking this state up. It's all the fucking Mormons having 20 <laughs> kids. The kids don't leave. They don't, they don't go outside the bubble. They're all staying right here. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, fun. That that's, the, that's well, how did you hear about that? He was looking just, for a new cell phone. It just popped no. up on uh, YouTube as a sponsored oh, really? commercial. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. I was like uh, watching Dexter episodes or whatever, and then I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> this is Phil Ferguson of the cleverly titled The Phil Ferguson Show, and thank God you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Christopher Hitchens, how would you sum up the impact of the Ten Commandments? As an appeal to uh, give your allegiance to a totalitarian authority. It's a document of a very aggressive and cruel tribe and religion. And it shows obvious things like this code that are common to all human morality, and I would say innate, and that a religion gets its morality from humans and not the other way around. The Ten Commandments have underpinned Western law for centuries, indeed for millennia. What's wrong with that? Well, uh, what's wrong with it is it isn't true, of course. The fact is, anybody, Socrates, for example, Plato, uh, his, his recorder, anybody who is interested in virtue, justice, truth, the right thing to do, is going to examine what is at the heart of good human behavior. But let's look at what they don't do. They don't stop slavery, there's no mention of it, and they kept slaves. So, hello, 
What a perfect society they had because of their Ten Commandments. What did God forget? The Ten Commandments are the hysterical believings of a group of desert tribes. Those desert tribes have stored up more misery for mankind than any other group of people in the history of the planet, and they're doing it to this day. To say that that should underpin the way we live, to say it's a commandment, that gives all your game away. How dare you command? You bid us be commanded. I think life is much more exciting than that. to do with finding out. It's not to do with being told by some awful patriarch. Stephen, we're not speeching. We're trying to answer. I am, sorry. I'm I'm happy to. to Because these damn commandments of yours, you say they've made life better. I say they've suppressed and tyrannised and bullied. The next rant will start right after this. Hey, everybody, we're the Utah Outcasts, and we want you to listen to our show. We're a rowdy bunch of super liberal atheists that reside in the state of Utah who bring you current events and featured content on a semi-weekly basis. Whether it's us poking fun at the religious right or ranting at the world in which we all reside, we want to borrow your ears for about an hour twice a week. Hey, and don't forget to tell them the best part about it. Oh, yeah. The show's free for all. It is indeed. So if you like free, we're available through iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Patreon, and even in full HD video via YouTube. Give us a listen. You won't be sorry. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. I guess you guys heard about Bob McNair. No. Owner of the Houston Texans. No. No. You did not. No. This should be fun. Uh, Houston Texans players wanted to walk out Friday in the wake of team owner Bob McNair comparing NFL player protests to inmates running the prison. What an asshole. He clearly doesn't give a shit about his fucking players. Right. Star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins took a personal day Friday, and he does have some leverage because he he's the, the star player. He's the franchise guy that they've built the team around. Uh, however, his absence was actually related to McNair's comments, a uh, source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, McNair has since apologized for his comments, which came at, uh, at the recent league meeting, saying he didn't mean them literally. So what did he mean? Well, because so, well, we know they're literally not prisoners. Right. I, uh, so there, there is a phrase, um, a cliche that yeah. the, the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. Um, maybe he meant that, but it's almost seems a little bit too Freudian then mm-hmm. for how he, how he views what's going on. That clearly what he's trying to say is we have a tail wagging the dog situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think he's just not good with the wording? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would tend to lean toward the side of racist asshole. I mean, because in this kind of a situation, he's he's either he's either racist or he's racially insensitive. Yeah, completely tone deaf and ignorant of a whole lot of other shit that's he's going a, on. He's an old white billionaire who owns a football team in Houston. So I'm yeah. guessing he's probably fucking racist. Um, but yeah, either it seems w- a safe bet. Either way, you're right though. I mean, the way he views his position versus the players' positions is that like you know inmate versus warden. Um, and I saw someone on Facebook said that, you know, this is 
seriously one step away from the slaves are running the plantation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'd, that'd be, if you would have said that, that would have been. Well, of course that, yeah. but, 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 but it, it is one step away from that, especially when you factor in the, the war on drugs and the, the, the disproportional rates at which, you know, we imprison black, uh, black males and, um, you know, really the extension of Jim Crow and all that, this whole pr- vast prison system. And so using that as, as your metaphor is one, it's a huge one problem. step yeah. away. It yeah. is. Well, and like you said, he's, he's got to be either racist or really fucking ignorant yeah. about everything else that's going on and insensitive to it. Like it just doesn't fucking matter to him. It, you know, that doesn't affect his bottom line, but players doing whatever else and having people say they're going to boycott the NFL and they're going to boycott teams and they're yeah. going to do this and that, then that would affect his bottom line. And that's all he really cares about. And, yeah. and, and the big reason why I'm not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on it is because his attitude is coming through in that statement, no matter how he meant it. And that is, mm-hmm. I don't fucking care what they're protesting for. They don't run the show. I do. Yeah. That's what he's saying. And while we yeah. are, and we already so, know the NFL doesn't care about their players. True, but but what I'm saying is, even in this situation, he's not even trying to pretend to care. He's just yeah. saying, "No, I call the shots." Mm-hmm. End of story. And he did it in not only is he saying an insensitive thing, but he he phrased it in an insensitive way. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't. Yeah. So to it to his mind, it doesn't matter what they're protesting for or why. They just need to stop. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that they could ever protest in a way that would be deemed acceptable mm-hmm. because it doesn't fucking matter to him what they're protesting. Right. Yep. Doesn't matter. Oh, and the other thing I've been seeing some people get pissed off about is now that they no longer show the national anthem being played during the start of the games. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, is it really that big of a fucking deal? How am I going to stroke my meat now? How do I Fuck, know? That's that's the only reason yeah. I come to these games is to beat off while they're fucking singing the national yeah. anthem. Well, or while I sit on my cou- my my recliner and up with a beer in my hand and, and I judge play nachos everybody. out my chest. Yeah. And, and the national anthem's playing on the TV, and I want to be pissed off that a black man's taking a knee. Yeah. Fuck, half of them aren't even on the couch. They're in their fucking Walmart cart trying to get more donuts. <laughs> they're not even. They're not. They don't care. <laughs> they just. They just want to get on Facebook and complain about it as if they even watch the fucking games. No, that yeah, that's absolutely right. He he, like I said, he doesn't give a shit about his his employees, his players. Mm. All he fucking cares about is making more money. Yeah, and sitting in his, sitting and maintaining in his position of privilege over the players that he buys and sells like yeah, they're like, fucking cattle. Yep. Yeah, yep. And some of the people I saw on Facebook that were the the most outraged over the the kneeling incident and saying they're going to boycott the NFL. Are the same ones I see every Sunday and Monday night, giving play by plays on Facebook about the game and how that person's fucked up. That was a bad call. It's like, well, you're really not doing a good job boycotting this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the more that I think about it, it's I don't even know that it's a full step away from slaves running the plantation because you know when I just said he he buys and sells players. Yeah, like I know. Cow, yeah, that that, that, that I was like, my mind yeah. too. oh shit, like yeah, they That's do do that. Up. Like yeah, they do. They they buy and sell people to perform for them as as their and, function, and they that's, have other that, and that's people all that they fucking care about them for. Yeah, like I was just saying in our in the opening at the top of the show, uh, two two pretty big trades: Jay Ajayi from Miami to Philadelphia, and Jimmy Garoppolo from New England to San Francisco. Those players 
get to say fuck all about what happens. Yeah. The coaches get together and say, yeah, that's a deal that works for me. Yes, it's a deal that works for me. All right, Jimmy, you're moving across the fucking mm-hmm. country now. Mm-hmm. You're going to go live in the Bay Area. You've been here for four years or whatever, but How now you're How much can you go... bench press? Do you have nice teeth? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's- Yeah. That They look at all of that. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That hadn't, the, like the gravity of it didn't really hit me until <laughs> I just mentioned that offhand thing. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. And it's like, hey, can you come into my office? Uh, this owner has seen your, your video and he mm-hmm. thinks you have a lot to offer him. So you're going to go work for him now. We're you, moving you to a different plantation. Yeah. And you're, to you're to that go, owner. Yeah. You're going to go fight for his entertainment now. Yeah. Yeah, you're not under this owner anymore. Yeah. You're owned by that guy now. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that for a little while. Uh, So, Roy Moore. Yeah. Do you guys know Roy Moore? Uh, that I despise dickhole. Roy Moore. Yeah, that uh, former Alabama judge that uh, has run for- the Ten Commandment judge. What, Senate in Alabama? Yeah, the guy that's been de- yeah he's running to fill and- Jeff Sessions seat. yeah twice yeah, right 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 during the special election. Uh, Moore was stopped by reporters while walking through a Capitol Hill hallway when he uh, was asked repeatedly if he stood behind his previous comments that Representative Keith Ellison shouldn't be in Congress because he's Muslim. Mm. Moore wrote in a December 2006 editorial suggesting Ellison should be prohibited from taking the congressional oath because of his religious beliefs. Uh, so now I personally will state that Roy Moore should be exempt from office because of his dangerous religious views that are clearly contrary to the laws of this country. So now what do we do, Roy? If, if, if all you have to do is just say so, oh, uh, well, this guy shouldn't be allowed to hold office because of his religion. What is going to stop everyone from saying that about you, you fucking idiot? Well, it doesn't. Well, because America is based on the Bible and Christianity no. and Judeo-Christian values and America and dirt, dirt, and I'm going to get monster truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Moore's Monster a fucking trucks. coward as well because he sidestepped reporters' questions by oh. saying it was a very complicated issue. No, it's not. Um, when pressed further on why he wouldn't address the issue today in Washington. Uh, because but, he's a fucking coward. But he would in Alabama, Moore, Moore replied as he entered the uh, Capitol elevator. Reporters just don't understand religious liberty, where it comes from. It comes from God, not from the Constitution. Oh. So- that's a really fucking great start for a guy who will need to pledge to uphold the Constitution. Yeah, why the fuck is he running for a government that's a, position that's exactly then? Why what isn't I said. He, why isn't yeah. he a fucking pastor? Yeah, why go is be yeah. a pastor. That's that? exactly what I have fucking written here, dude. Really? <laughs> I said, why is he even running, as a matter of fact? Go be a fucking pastor and leave all this quibbling shit to God. Like, if he, if God is unhappy with what's happening in Washington, let him fucking change it. Yeah, and if religion is the most important thing to you, then fucking go yes, do that. Go yeah. do Stay that. Stay the fuck out of our government. Go do your thing, buddy. Right. I mean, I, there is one other. There is one other way I would say that Roy Moore could be a senator. That would, if if he could get Jesus to come down directly and tell us all that that is exactly what he wants to do. Yes. And then I and then But until then we need to make our own laws. And then I I wanna make sure that Jesus sticks around for a QA session mm-hmm. so that we can all ask him a bunch of difficult questions about why shit is the way shit is. Well, it's because it's I mean, that's just the way cult and like why did you a bunch of digestive like why did you, you why really did you do. come down here to tell us that you and your dad picked Roy Moore for this position? Like 
how many how many kids are being held captive and raped right fucking now while you're talking about Roy Moore filling Jeff Sessions' seat? Well, that's a complicated issue. <laughs> I'll leave that to Roy to answer that question for you. Thanks for coming, everybody. Um, <sighs> President Trump has echoed that sentiment during an executive order signing on religious liberty at the White House. Quote, no American should be forced to choose between the dictates of the, gov- of the government and their faith. Uh, he added, freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. But oh. he's choosing. He's choosing to run for government instead of being yeah. a fucking pastor. Yeah, Go and, do that. And he's also choosing to put uh, God ahead of the government while running, while choosing to run. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, after I just read that out loud, there's no fucking way Trump wrote that. Like, first of all, Trump doesn't fucking care about religion. <laughs> yeah. At all. But well, he, he likes to pander. He, he, yeah, he cares about pander. it insofar as it His, can get him what he wants. Yeah, the image. Right. Um, but there's no way, like, I'll read it again. This is actually a quote from what Trump said. No American should be forced to choose between the dictates of the government and their faith. There's no fucking way he wrote that. No, he doesn't know what the word dictates dictates mean unless it's related to a dictator. Pence probably Or a picture. And then he's thinking that it's a potato shaped like a penis. Yeah. (laughs) Dictators. (laughs) Got my dictators. Uh, well. While Moore maintains the freedom that uh, the freedom comes from a higher power, according to the ACLU, as enshrined in the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which apparently Moore cares not, nothing about, uh, religious freedom includes two complementary predict- uh, protections, the right to religious belief and expression, and a guarantee that the government neither prefers religion over non-religion nor favors any faiths over, uh, over others. So oh, it's interesting, too, that... Um, if the, if if Roy Moore is going to take that position, then why not just abolish the Constitution altogether? Yeah, why even have why yeah, don't yeah. we have a separate document for our government? Why don't we just go off biblical the, principles? And 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 why would the Republicans uh want to suck the Constitution dick so hard and the Jesus dick when they so clearly contradict each other Mm -hmm. like how how can you be the party that holds to both of those in that way like i mean obviously i know they don't know what either one of those documents means the bible or the constitution no one's ever said that a party of making sense well i think they would say that it is but it's perfectly aligned with god's will well i guess the honest answer would probably be because a lot of them say that god wrote the constitution yeah i suppose it's divinely inspired yep it's word of god just mm-hmm. for a different time. It was when, God, that's, is that your Bush impersonation? I sound like W. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't intending to, but yeah, I was like, say, that sounded like W. Unlike the Book of Mormon, when God returned in 1776 to dictate the, the, uh, the Constitution, or 1786 to dictate the Constitution. Dates the, uh, are all relative, Ryan. They are. It's well, right. they mean mm-hmm. something, because our Declaration of Independence was 1776, but our Constitution wasn't really formed until 1786. Well, I guess so. We just know that Jesus did it. Yeah, because Jesus yeah. came down, he sat in that courthouse with all, all the, uh, the, the dictators. They had dictators and ketchup. And Jesus knew the black uh, people were only good for two-thirds a person? Yep, he did. And three, he said- Three-fifths, I think. Three-fifths, that's right. Well, I've never been strong at math. Well, true, because it fooled you Wait, twice. Wait, did I say math or myth? Uh, uh, math. Well, either math. one, really, I mean. Yeah, you blew up that last trailer, didn't you? <laughs> no, Roy Moore, 
It's that a fucking guy's, cock. Guy's fucking despicable. I remember when he, we, he was going through the whole deal with the Ten Commandments, and he's like, "I'm not going to do it, and nobody can tell me that I have yeah. to." All right, well, we'll fucking mm-hmm. fire you. Yeah, twice. <laughs> now I'm being persecuted. Yeah. Oh. No, because you're not following that fucking constitution you love so fucking much. I'm a judge who's supposed to be the uh, one talking about laws according to the laws that are passed for yeah. our government. Yeah. It, their not job, biblical laws. I know. Their their job is to be caught up on uh, case law, statutes, mm-hmm. all the things, and, 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 and all the things that govern our society, and then they can, quote, pass judgment based on all of those things that yep. they've learned about keeping up with what our society has decided to do. You don't just get to go to the bench and say, to hell with all that, yeah. this is what I want. I mean, that's yeah. what Scalia did. They just yeah. say, fucking to hell with precedent, yeah. to hell with everything we've learned. I don't care about any of the laws that we've decided on. I don't on. care. I don't care. I'm just going to do yeah. what I want. Because the one book they're not allowed to bring in there to use to pass judgment is the fucking Bible. Well. They're not supposed to. Yeah, they, I mean, they do. Well, do I that. mean, but but if you were to if you were to have a a court case and you're given your guilty or you had your verdict and you know you're citing, well, according to case this according this, to this, Ephesians chapter three, well, verse twelve, yeah, they're smart enough to not do that. They just decide beforehand. Okay, well, I'm going to rule with something that's consistent with the Bible. They're not going to say based on you know math, second Timothy or whatever. They're not going to say that. They're just going to say, well, no, you can't, what? <laughs> Based on math, second Timothy. Timothy. <laughs> it was funny because you were making fun of me and then I know, up. and yeah. I'm like, I fucked it all up. And you had a good one, too, because well. I did mess that up. Hi, I'm Lucian Greaves, spokesperson and co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Check out my website, grayfaction.org, if you want to be disgusted and alarmed. You're listening to Godless Revolution. And so what concerns me now is... Even if you're as brilliant as Newton, you reach a point where you start basking in the majesty of God, and then your discovery stops. It just stops. You're kind of no good anymore for advancing that frontier, waiting for somebody else to come behind you who doesn't have God on the brain, and who says, that's a really cool problem, I want to solve it. They come in and solve it. But look at the time delay. This was a hundred year time delay. And the math that's in perturbation theory is like crumbs for Newton. He could have come up with that. The guy invented calculus just on a dare, practically. When someone asked him, why, why, you know, you know, Ike, how come planets orbit in ellipses and not some other shape? And he couldn't answer that. He goes home for two months, comes back, out comes integral differential calculus, because he needed that to answer that, to answer that question. And so, so this is, this is the kind of mind we were dealing with with Newton. He could have gone there, but he didn't. He didn't. His religiosity stopped him. And so we're left with the, real, the, the realization, of course, that intelligent design, while real in the history of science, while real in the presence of sort of philosophical drivers, is nonetheless a philosophy of ignorance. And so regardless of what our political agenda is, all you have to say is science is a philosophy of discovery, intelligent design is a philosophy of ignorance. That's all. I don't need to see whether I don't need. Have you discovered anything lately? If not, get out of the science classroom. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Speaking of people who can't talk very well, should we talk about the Orange Menace? I guess we can and should because 
Monday, yesterday, was like fucking Christmas to me. I heard about the indictments on Friday, and I was like, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Mueller's filed some paperwork. It's going to be indicting somebody, It's and they're sealed, and they could arrest somebody as soon as they want, but it'll probably be Monday. And so, like, all weekend long, I'm following the news. And, yeah, Sunday night, it was, like, Christmas Eve when I was a kid. Like, I'm just laying in bed like, oh, my God, what time are they going to do it tomorrow? Is, are they going to do it in the middle of the night? Do I have to get up way early and go and check and see what presents the news fairies have left for me? Oh, God. what? And who is it going to? Is it going to be more than one person? Is it going to be somebody really big or somebody lower down? I just don't know. It's just, oh, I'm just so excited, though. <laughs> Honestly, dude, it was, I was fucking super excited about it. And I figured it would have to be Manafort because he'd been told that he was going to be indicted. Yeah. He's FBI been under investigation. Yeah. The FBI, FBI invades his house on a no-knock warrant, yep. ra- raids it, takes a bunch of computers and documents. So I, I figured, like, I was like 85, 90% it's going to be Manafort. And then the remaining 10 to 15% could have been fucking anybody. Because they haven't leaked much information no. at all about it any was, of the investigation. They've been really good about all of that. Which, if it was an actual government thing, it would have been leaked a long time ago. But since it's a what? special counsel. Well, it's still kind of a government thing. Well, it is, but it's, 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 it's on its own. Like, he's got his own. Like, he doesn't have to he's report. Not a, he's not a duly elected representative yeah, he's not of having the people. To, he's not having to report to, like, the president or report Oversight to, committees and yeah, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but. I was very, very excited all weekend long, and then when I woke up Monday morning, rolled over, I grabbed my phone first thing and went to the news section of my my Googles and saw that Manafort had turned himself into the FBI. And and Gates. I'm like, who the fuck is Gates? Yeah, Yeah, his his lackey Gates. Yeah. And then later I hear about this guy Papadopoulos. Like, who the fuck is this guy? And he was the big one. I think Papadopoulos is going to be... He's the key. Yeah, he's going to be the fulcrum around which all of this mm-hmm. tips up and down and sideways and back and forth because he's Ooh, the one... spherical fulcrum. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's very pointy. It's just like a cone with a point and a larger platform with everybody ah. on it because so it we like live on those... a flat planet oh. anyway because the Earth is flat. And so... Papadopoulos is just like the the turtle back at the very top. I thought you were Earth describing some kind of sort of conical trucker dildo. Because it's turtles all the way down, and the top turtle is Papadopoulos. Okay. Are there two Ryans in here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understood that completely. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so you two are Ryan tonight. Ooh, should his name be Tapadopoulos? Tapadopoulos. <laughs> Tapapapadopoulos. The, the top turtle. Then that sounds he's on top of dad. Yeah, but we can turn it into a kid top story. Top of Papadopoulos. Yeah, top of Papadopoulos, <laughs> the turtle on the top. All right, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> but his, so the whole story behind his arrest and indictment and him pleading guilty to lying to the FBI and then nobody knowing about this. I think he was indicted and arrested in was either June or July. Yeah, yeah. And we're only just now hearing about it. Early summer. And he has already pled guilty to lying to the FBI and has been working 
With. With the Mueller investigation while maintaining his role in the Trump administration, I think that's going to be huge. I think the FBI planted him in there as a mole. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's he's pled guilty. Yep. To, Wait, so is he a turtle charges? or a mole? I'm lost here. <laughs> well, tur- he's a turtle that digs holes. He's a mole on the turtle. Yeah, he, you know that's why oh. they don't. That's why they never suspected him because he's in turtle form. And it's a good thing that he's <laughs> under the earth, so then the yeah. sun doesn't hit the mole and make it cancerous. Mm-hmm. He's also ginger. Yeah. Well, no, but anybody can get the bad moles, man. Yeah. True. Bad mole man, whole, Hans mole man. Uh-huh. But he is <laughs> but he's going to he's going to be the key for a whole bunch of this. So we know that he's pled guilty to this for lying lying under oath, basically lying. Yeah, for the, for lying um, to the FBI yeah. and has remained a free man yeah. because he's been working with the Mueller investigation. He's given them so much fucking info. Ish, right? There's probably constraints on that. I bet he's going to I bet he's going to walk. Probably constraints on what? Well, I'm just saying you said he's been a free man. I, I, I well, we, Oh, well, yeah, sure. I mean, the FBI is go, saying, hey. He's been under the Here's what you're going to do for team. us, and if yeah. you don't, yeah. you're in prison. Yeah. yeah, which was why he's, he's you know, collapsing and he's doing right. everything they want. So, yeah, that's why I think at the end of this thing, he's going to be the only guy that's going to walk out without. So free in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, in the he's... sense that he's coerced. <laughs> <laughs> well, or he's just doing the right thing and going. Oh like... no, I, I mean, I agree. It's it's good that he did that. I was just, I'm just quibbling over semantics. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a huge deal that we didn't know anything about his indictment well, and guilty plea until yesterday. Yeah, because they took him in on the down low. Like that's, I think the whole purpose was like, hey, he's a low, he's a low level guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in there. And we have emails. So the the company that Manafort runs had previously told the FBI that they only keep the FBI and the Mueller investigation that they only keep emails and any history of information or communications for thirty days, and after that, they're all just purged. So when they performed their no knock warrant at his house, they found a treasure trove of documents and emails going back much farther than the thirty days. Uh, he was charged with 12 different counts, including yeah. money laundering, uh, uh, conspiracy, not, not conspiracy against, against the United, against the United States. States. Yeah, not registering as a foreign agent. Right. As um, with the Ukraine. So I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's that's the big one. Like That's that's a big one. Conspiracy against the United States is also treason. Yeah. Those, those are two treasonous uh, charges. And treason still... Comes with a death sentence in this country, not, which isn't not for white collar politicians. I don't think. No, and most people, I, I don't even think the last, like the since World War II, the last those people all have been caught for treason. None of them put to death. You know, they serve mm-hmm. life in prison, or if they were from a foreign country, they're extradited back to that country and basically yeah. executed shunned. over there. Yeah, killed there. I don't <laughs> think they were killed there. They're working for that fucking country. Like, who yeah, got I caught? Guess, yeah, hmm. yeah. But yeah, it's it's this is all just the tip of the iceberg. Um, the, in the unsealed documents that they finally released yesterday, which were heavily redacted, but you can yeah. pick out bits of information from them that, that hint the at who was over Papadopoulos, mm-hmm. who he had conversations with, the meetings he was trying to line up between the Trump campaign and representatives from Russia, yep. including Putin himself. He wanted to get Donald Trump and Putin yeah. in line and in touch with each other directly. Uh, he had been informed of the emails. He knew about 
the hacked emails from the DNC way before that was ever announced to anybody else, way before WikiLeaks even released the information. And he tried setting up these meetings with Manafort and Donald Trump and people from the campaign. And we have emails from Manafort saying, no, well, you know, let's, let's try to not involve T or DT, DT yeah. as much as possible yet, presumably to give him some bit of plausible deniability. But we've got Papadopoulos trying to set up these meetings way, way before the meetings with Kushner and Manafort and yeah. the Russians at Trump Tower. So we know that Manafort went into the meetings at Trump Tower knowing full well what they were all about. He'd yeah. had this previous history before Papadopoulos had gone to these meetings. He went to Russia yeah, and tried to get people to come out there. Well, this, And like I say, this was way, way before the meeting at Trump Tower that Jared Kushner, who I think is probably next in line for being Because indicted, he was at those meetings and was doing the Russia trips. And he and, fucking lied about yeah. it. He, li he, he offered up three or four different stories on why he had met with Russians at Trump Tower. Yeah. You know, initially it was that no, nothing, no such meeting ever happened. Then it was that they met to discuss Russian baby adoptions. Then it was that, oh yeah, well, it was about Hillary Clinton yeah. and maybe trying to get some dirt on her. Then there's also one of them where he said, I have never met that person in my life. And there was a picture of him at Mar-a-Lago talking with him in a corner. It's like, you've never met him? Here's a photograph of you and him at Mar-a-Lago having a fucking conversation. Yeah, I imagine the Kushner is going to be next of the indicted people. If he hasn't already, I mean, he, I believe he's already talked to Mueller's investigative team. Maybe they've done what they did with Papadopoulos with Kushner, and Kushner Ooh. is that fucking close to the president, right? I don't, do you think- I mean, the whole thing is just so fucking bananas and awesome. Well, I'm excited about it. Do you think Kushner would flip being that close to the president and being married to the president's fuck daughter? yes, he would. He, because he's just like Trump. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody else but himself. If it can keep him out of prison or reduce the amount of time he's going to spend in prison, fuck yeah, rich. he'd flip. All of them, all of everybody in that fucking administration would do that. They would yep. all turn on a fucking dime. Yep. Not, not if it a, will save their own. Well, not a single one of them has any fucking stones. No. You know who I'd love to see get indicted? Donnie Jr. I want all of them indicted. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see Jr. get indicted before before Big Donnie, because Donald would, Trump would lose his fucking shit. Well, no, never mind. That might be a bad idea. He might launch a nuke at Congress. Hmm. You know what I hope happens. I, what I hope happens is like what happened to fucking Germany after World War II, that everyone gets together and, they're, and, and we're just like, all right, you know what, fucking Republicans, you did George W. Bush and then you did Trump. <laughs> you don't get to have a yeah. president for 30, 40 fucking years now. You, you've ruined it so badly. Your like, party's you know, we, done. We cut Germany off from having a military after World War II, or somebody did. Right? You've that, lost that, the privilege. Yeah, you don't get to do this now for- however long we decide half a century or whatever it's like we know anyone over the age of 35 who does not have a criminal record and was born in the united states can be the president but they shouldn't be yeah they shouldn't be new word <laughs> how is that is that s-h-o-o-n-t they shouldn't be able to be elected yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't, shouldn't be able to vote for them now i I like I said I was so fucking excited and this is just the very tip of the iceberg 
I know there are people who are hugely cynical about the whole thing, and I get it. I understand why people would be cynical that anybody's going to actually do any jail time, that, mm-hmm. that anything will ever happen to anybody in the administration, mm-hmm. really, because Donald will pardon them or, you know, it's well, all the whole system is so corrupt that nothing will ever come of it. The entire system was that corrupt when Nixon was in office yeah. also. And if, if Donald goes down as well, he can't pardon anybody. True. And I've, I've, so they keep saying, is he going to pardon them? I thought you weren't able to actually pardon someone of a crime until they were convicted of the crime. No, I think they've talked about him being able to which basically it, pre-pardon people. Yeah, which is, which is what he can just say, me. If, if this person is ever accused of or found guilty of this particular crime, I'm, I'm going to just let that go. Well, it seems like a weird power that we gave the president. What, what's the purpose of even doing that? Because it just seems like so obviously corruption. And, and well, and you know the what, what's is, the what's the good side of it? And that's typically not how it's used, though. Right? No, I know everything. I mean, everything Trump does, Trump's doing is, is typical, is, is new because we've never had you know such a fucking idiot, psychopath, narcissist in the White House before. That's so incompetent. But because uh, I think a majority of the people that Obama pardoned were nonviolent. Uh, drug charges, right? Like minor like three, drug charges, three strike rule guys. Yeah, like like stuff, not yeah. like oh, this guy had twenty pounds of fucking heroin in his truck. No, this guy got busted for a few joints. Third strike rule. Yeah, he's never. He was a good, upstanding citizen before that. Just got some weed charges. There was no gun involved. Nonviolent. Yeah, we'll pardon that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there was someone political in there that he did pardon. That was kind of people didn't like. Yeah, but I, I think it's more on the conservative who. side. People were like, oh, well, dare he do that? Yeah. Um, but it was after the person was already convicted, which is the same thing with Arpaio. He was convicted. He just wasn't sentenced. Mm-hmm. So it was, got convicted of the crime and then he pardoned him and he just never got the, got, got the sentencing part. That's where I thought you had to be convicted in order to be pardoned. No, he can just offer a blanket immunity to people for stuff. Well, that's, like that's nuts. Which is really weird. But isn't that also an admission to guilt in a way? An admission mm. to guilt. Oh, if he just says, says, well, I know this guy fucked up and I know there's some bad shit here. I'm going to pardon well, it's him. Just, so he doesn't, doesn't fucking it's get just out. a witch hunt anyway, Ryan. It's, it's all a bunch of non-burger issues. Well, yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have to say this guy fucked up. He could just those, say, you know, I'm not going to la- let the, the failing Mueller and the, and the, yeah. the fake FBI investigation and the know, crooked Hillary yeah, yeah, yeah. and crooked FBI to step in and, and hurt these innocent people. When they should be looking yeah. at the Democrats, they're focusing in the wrong yeah. area, so I'm not going to let them. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah, he's. I mean, he's not going to say, this guy broke the law and he was protecting me and trying to help me collude with the Russians, so I'm going to part. That's not what he's going to fucking yeah. say. It's going well, to be the crooked media. Well, that's what he said. Is, the biased media is on a witch hunt for this, and they're hurting innocent people, and I'm stepping in to save them. Yeah. That's what that, that, that the first tweet he put out there. Was bashing on, oh, this is all fake news. We shall be talking about Hillary with the biggest news from the Dems this weekend. It's like, that news was from 2010. They're the ones who paid for the dossier. Well, he wasn't even talking about, he was talking, still talking about that, uh, or, or, or the fucking uranium one deal mm. this morning mm. or yesterday morning. It's like, that was. That, Anything he yeah. can to try to divert attention away from and that's the also, man behind the yeah. curtain. That's also the only thing Fox News was talking about all day long, too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and, and on Sunday, it wasn't, it wasn't talking about the indictments that are, that are coming down or anything. It's, 
and the dossier that Hillary yeah. Clinton has paid, paid for, for. the steel documents that we yeah. know are, you know, uncorroborated, just a bunch of nonsense. Until in they've there. been corroborated, which a lot of it has. Mm hmm. Well, we've had Taylor Grin on the show before, and he sent us a link to the latest bit out on mm -hmm. Grin and Barrent about the whole Trump stuff and the indictment yeah. and the the Monday the Monday the, massacre. The, <laughs> which the, I I oh sorry, what I was going to say, say the 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 Christmas in October. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was definitely worth interrupting me for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I interrupted you. I'm just kidding. Um, when Taylor was on, uh, I just I just want to say the one thing that stuck with me. Uh, was when he was talking about doing his uh, Intel project, the Grin and mm -hmm. Barrent uh, website that he where he collects all the information you need and none of the information you don't. That's uh, grinandbarrent.com. Uh, <laughs> he did say while he was in studio that, I mean, he talked about all this other stuff and, you know, what was going on with the uh, Mueller investigation and so on. But what, the one thing that he said was that Manafort is supremely fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And- uh, now that we know what's going on, uh, Manafort is supremely fucked. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I just want to say Taylor called it. So if you yeah. if you're looking for verification or you want to be sure that the information you're getting is accurate, uh, yes. there's there's some proof or evidence right there that Grin and Barrett is uh, is a place to get that. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he loves he loves politics and and, and, and research news and, and research and stuff so yeah i mean and he's good at it yeah and he puts a lot of fucking thought and time and effort into it but it's something that he loves doing too so uh they pu they published this earlier today it's Mueller time yesterday was a huge event in the special investigation regarding the trump campaign's alleged collusion on friday evening cnn broke the first charges broke that the first charges had been filed in the investigation surrounding the campaign the charges were sealed with plans to take anybody into custody as early as Monday. Early Monday morning, Trump's campaign manager, Paul Manafort, surrendered to the FBI and pleaded not guilty to the charges. The charges include money laundering, false official statements, and conspiracy against the United States. Rick Gates, an associate of Manafort, was included in the court document. Only a short time after, a plea document was made public from foreign advisor George Papadopoulos, that detailed his involvement with coordination between campaign members and Russian interests. Papadopoulos, what was it, Top of Papadopoulos, had yes. apparently pleaded guilty to lying to federal agents back on October 5th without anybody knowing and has been proactively cooperating since then. He had been arrested in late July at Dulles Airport. Some have speculated he may have attended meetings wearing a wire. Manafort's lawyer called the, charged, called the charges ridiculous and a federal judge ordered Manafort and his lobbying partner Gates to house arrest on $10 million bond. Yeah. Manafort and Gates were ordered to turn in their passports as well. Former Trump campaign aide Carter Page said he probably discussed Russia in emails with fellow ex-staffer George Papadopoulos. In an interview on Monday, Page has no lawyer on retainer, and in past interviews with Chris Hayes, he has been similarly candid. The official response from the White House was to claim that these charges have nothing to do with Trump or the campaign, but rather that the real investigation is centered on Clinton, Uranium One, and Fusion GPS, all of which have been thoroughly debunked. Yeah. Which is that I, I've heard that narrative several times from conservatives that I still have on Facebook that, well, look at this, all this, this investigation from Mueller and all we've all we found out is this crooked Hillary stuff. I'm like, no, <laughs> none of this stuff that you're hearing about is coming from that fucking investigation. 
You're listening. Not any of it. You're listening to the talking heads in right wing media who are telling you what they're speculating about. Yeah. And I saw one of them even posted, oh, two years of this Trump investigation. They haven't found anything. It's over. I'm like, well, they haven't been investigating Trump for two years. No. They've been investigating him for six months. Mm-hmm. Way different. And yeah. the investigation isn't over. And this is proof that it's. Not well, even halfway through. Mueller hasn't been doing this for six months even, I don't No, think. no, special counsel didn't come in. Well, it probably was in July time frame when they, because yeah, Papadopoulos exactly. was- I, But I know Mueller hasn't been doing it for a full six months yet. No, it would have been, I wanted to Not say very around- Not long. <laughs> I thought, it, it, like around June time frame, April, June time frame, I thought it was when the special counsel- this is like June. What June, the fuck is June, April, July June. time? <laughs> April June time frame. Oh, that's that's that uh, that's that girl that works at the candy store. <laughs> April June. It's like that one. <laughs> it's like that one time I said ten twelve or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, April May June and April June in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Also, was Manafort arrested? Because look at that picture. Yes. Like he wasn't really arrested. Oh, uh, he. Well, he turned himself in. If he, well, they might have had him going into the uh, courthouse in cuffs. You never know. Well, he's in cuffs there, but they're in front. Like what I'm saying is, he wasn't arrested like like the rest of us peasants get. Like he didn't have five knees in his back and uh, no. you know uh, wrenching the well, arms back behind him so he could scratch the back of his own head and then and then pulling if, him, ripping him up by that. You know, making he, him well, sit on it. He's, he turned himself in, so if he would have fled. I know, and it, I know it's it, not a non—it's not a violent crime that he's convicted of. But I'm just saying, uh, there, there's di- there's was, there's vast differences in the way different classes are treated. Well, yes, yes, and no. <laughs> the answer is yes to that. Because I would say if that was a a black politician and he was given the same right to turn himself in, and he turned himself in. They won't jump on his back and right because he's in that class. Well, he's, yeah, because he's a politician, which is different than if you're just, you know, speeding or right. In so a high-speed let's, car chase let's, or... let's wind it back. <laughs> so there's a difference in the way the classes yeah. are treated. Yeah. Yes. The answer well, is yeah, yes. I'm to saying that, yes. Ryan. <laughs> but I'm also trying to take into context that there's a big, big delay there. You don't get a you don't get a subpoena to appear in court for speeding after you get you get pulled over. And then they ask for your shit. You can. Yeah, sure. Well, if you got traffic cams that catch you doing something. Sure. But if you get pulled over, it's not like the cops going to go, okay, I saw that car, so let's send him a subpoena in the mail. So, no, they pull you over and give you a ticket. It's a totally different crime, I think, is what I'm trying to go with. Yeah, I, I already had no- acknowledged that it's nonviolent, but. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying as far as how the investigation went, how the arrests work in that is completely different. It's very than, different uh, the way classes are treated. Different classes are treated by law enforcement. So do you think if he was a rich drug kingpin, they would do the same thing? Or they would raid his house? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. It just seems... You know, a, ri- a big rich drug kingpin versus a low-level street. Yeah, I think, there would be a, I think there would be a difference there. Hey, this is Taylor Grin from GrinAndBearInt.com, where we do news, analysis, and commentary. And you're listening to Godless Revolution. And Lord Jesus, thank you for this bacon, which... At times, can be a little salty. Oh, that's nice. Praying for a meal. How come we never do that? Well, if you want to thank somebody, why don't you thank me? I make you dinner every night, and I actually exist. And Lord Jesus, my Lord and Savior, I want to pray for one of your lambs that's gone astray. (laughs) 
May she one day see the folly of her blind, ignorant ways. Stop, please don't, don't pray for me. She knows not what she says. Oh, no, she knows exactly what she says. Unlike your long-suffering Jeez, wife here. I am not Gladys, damn it, let me finish. Please spare this mouthy feminavius from boiling in the lake of eternal fire. Amen. Praise him. Let's see. Okay, great. Yeah, you know, two can play this game. Come here. Give it's me not a game. Dear Jesus, I would like to lodge a complaint against one of your very condescending disciples. You're being so disrespectful. I am? Yes. Delilah, it's okay. Uh, I'm a minister. The Lord took my call first. She's call number 666. She's going to be on eternal hold. That's not what it sounds like. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! 40-Foot Cross has honored War Dead for 90 years. Is it unlawful? Who's War Dead? War Dead? He's an old Greek god. A Greek god? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe he was native. He did my taxes. Maybe. So reads the headline in the New York Times as published on October 29th. This is talking about a cross in Bladensburg, Maryland, five miles from the United States Supreme Court. A 40-foot-tall World War I memorial in the shape of a cross has stood for nearly a century. Now it's at the center of a battle over the separation of church and state that may end up in the court's docket. United States Court of Appeals for the Fourth, Cir- for the Fourth Circuit declared this month that the Peace Cross, which sits on state-owned land in Maryland and has been maintained with public funds, was unconstitutional, a ruling that supporters of the monument warned could result in a cleansing of memorials on public grounds across the country. Mm -hmm. Man, what is it with fucking Republicans and their goddamn stone toys? (laughs) An appeal would provide the justices an opportunity to weigh in on increasingly common disputes over religious symbols on government property. Scholars hope the case will further distill what is and is not an unconstitutional endorsement of religion. The Peace Cross, which commemorates 49 fallen soldiers from Prince George's County, looms over the knotted intersection of Maryland Route 450 and United States Alternate Route 1 in this old port town of 10,000 people. When the sun rises, the cross casts a shadow toward the bank of the Anacostia River, and when it sets toward an industrial lot housing a king pawn shop Ooh. and a boarded-up Kelly's muffler. Let me guess. People are already saying that uh, even by disputing the legality of this, you are not honoring the soldiers, right? Yes. Yeah, so the... So the argument is that we that we need to keep the cross up there because it's traditional, it's honoring the fallen soldiers, blah, 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 blah. Right, military worship and nothing can ever change anywhere ever, right, the conservative policies. Yeah, well, and it's an argument from tradition, again, that- Right. That just because, well, it's it's been there for a really long time, and so we should just, well, fuck, slavery was around for a long time. Should we just have left that alone? It doesn't change the fact that it was unconstitutional when it was first erected 90 fucking years ago, and right. it's just been breaking the law every goddamn day for the last 90 years. That That is still a fact. Whether it's been there for that long or not, it still was unconstitutional when it was put there. It's been unconstitutional ever since, and it should be moved to private land. And also they don't honor the argument from tradition when it comes to global climate change. The the fact that we have not been polluting the atmosphere for most of our existence 
you know, and only recently, but now, but the Republicans will say, well, you know what I mean? Like they don't argue that way. They're like, no, that's fine. We'll do, we'll take the more recent thing, but, (laughs) but this time, no, we've had it for a long time and that's what counts now. Yeah. But yeah, I think this seems to be pretty clear cut. If it's, if it's being maintained with public funds, then nope. Well, and you, Ryan, said you're you're not sure where you stand on well, this I particular would, issue. I would like to know what the the actual plaque on it actually says. Why, Why? does it matter what the plaque says? Because if it has overt religious references it's on it, it's a cross. I know, I know, fucking cross, I know. It's a forty fucking foot cross. <laughs> so what does it I matter what the that. plaque says? <laughs> I don't think you get that. <laughs> I get that, but at the same thing, like, are you go, like? I could take that to go like, hey, so we should rip down every cross in Arlington National Cemetery then. No, big fucking difference. But Huge fucking difference. The crosses at Arlington National Cemetery are set up there for individual yes. soldiers according to their preference. This is a 40-foot fucking cross with, on public property it is. that is paid for with public funds representing a large section of people who may or may not have all been Christians. Right. Well, that may be true, but even Jews get fucking crosses in the fucking Arlington National Cemetery. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They just get a little Jew star in the middle of it. <laughs> it's not all fucking star crosses David. at Arlington, though, either, is it? Yeah, it is. They're all They're crosses. They're all crosses. Every single, Every one single, single one's a cross. If you are Jewish, you get a star in the middle of your cross. Hmm. Okay, well, then that's well, fucking wrong, too. Let's look that up. Because if you look at Arlington National Cemetery, want sure. they want to have perfectly lined white fucking crosses throughout the whole thing. That, that is ringing a bell, but... If you're Jewish, you have a fucking star, a star David, on well, your tombstone. They're not crosses. They're just white headstones, white blocks. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Because the one I'm thinking of that had it, maybe that was, it's one of the war memorials. I thought it was Arlington that had the, uh. Yeah, I don't, yeah, Arlington isn't all crosses. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, they it's, engrave it with your preference. Yeah. It's, uh. You've got a bunch I of wasn't crosses. Thinking, that's not Arlington. That's, uh, um. Uh, uh, the World War II one in fucking Normandy that does the crosses. So not even, so in, this not even in this country? No, it's the American War Cemetery okay. in Normandy that does the crosses. In Normandy? Yeah, for the people that died on uh, Wait, where, the beaches in Normandy. Where do you think Normandy is? Well, it's in France. Okay. <laughs> so Arlington does not have no, all No, I was crosses. wrong. It was Normandy that I was thinking of. Um, Yeah, I guess... Sometimes I don't always look at the crosses having to be every single time having to be straight a religious. What? It, <laughs> I know what you're fucking saying. I know it's what a Christian I, fucking symbol. What, what am I saying? That since it's a Christian symbol, it it is an endorsement of religion. Okay, but you're saying it's not always. I'm saying that it's a representation of yes, the cross represents Jesus on the fucking cross, but okay. it also represents a fucking. I mean. A tombstone wouldn't look too fucking pretty sitting there. I'll admit that. Where? Oh, Just instead in, of the 40-foot cross? Instead of a 40-foot cross, but a 40-foot tombstone. An obelisk would be much better. Yeah, I agree. An obelisk would look way better. And that's what we usually do for the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers, usually a giant obelisk. Yeah. Yes, I agree. An obelisk would be a much better representation that is, it's not going to cause any issues. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still confused, though, what you mean by a cross isn't always a cross. I think it just isn't well, always represents religious. a tomb. Maybe in this case it means, yeah, T for tomb. <laughs> well, I'm not going T for tomb, but I mean. <laughs> now, the reason why I said I would like to know what's inscribed on it, because if it did have an overt religious inscription on it, like statues that had overt racist fucking it's shit inscribed on it. It's already overtly cr- religious. That's yeah. the thing. 
It, it would be like well, looking at a swastika and saying, well, I want to see what's inscribed on that because if it's overtly racist, then I'll talk about it. <laughs> well, it it's uh, fucking racist. <laughs> it is, unless it's a Buddhist one. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but if, if there's, if somebody is espousing Nazi or fascist rhetoric and wearing a swastika, it's a and Nazi saying symbol. Sieg Heil, you wouldn't want to say, what exactly do you mean by this? Well, no, that's, right? that's, that's, that's entirely obvious. That's why I said, what does the inscription on the thing say? If it says, you know, by the power of fucking Jesus fucking Christ on it, or just this is to commemorate the 49 dead soldiers from our town. And that would, that would make a difference to you? I o- think on so. On whether or not it, we continue to pay with public money to maintain it. And- like, what if, what if the plaque says, Disregard the fact that this is shaped like a giant cross. It's not at all meant as an endorsement of one particular religious religious viewpoint. We just happen to use the one that is practiced predominantly here in the United States for no apparent reason whatsoever to honor the the dead soldiers that this thing is standing 40 feet holly for. And then below that it says, brought to you today by the letter T for tomb. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but but seriously, like what, what difference would it, matter what was said on the plaque when well, the plaque is mounted on a 40-foot fucking cross. Maybe because they're all Freemasons, maybe they all were Christians. There was a Freemason symbol in the middle of the cross. Okay. That's... I, I don't, I'm playing devil's advocate here on this one for that part, but... Okay. Um, I know we don't like going for... Well, it's been there forever, so don't get rid of it, but... You, but you it, like that argument yeah. in this case? No, I don't like that argument. Okay, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what your position is. I don't see this one as being as bad as a lot of the other fucking crosses that are up. When somebody just has a white, just a giant fucking white cross sitting there with no other things around, it and it's where the churches goes to pray on public land. Yeah, those ones I got a huge fucking issue with. So what's the difference with this one? That it's supposed to be a war memorial for soldiers from World War One. Mm-hmm. That's my issue with it. Okay. So, it's not like it's a church meeting spot that the public is having to pay for. Do you, th- do you or... think that people don't go there and pray? But, well, maybe I mean, that, maybe family members do. But that doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what people are doing there. I, I wouldn't care if people are showing up and having a black mass underneath it. Because it's a religious symbol that was erected with, I'm assuming, public funds and is being maintained with public funds on public land. That's just not allowed. All right. You know? I mean, if they want to cut the arms off it. <laughs> and then it's just a, it's just a stick and it says all the same shit and it's in the same place and you haven't uprooted any fucking spirits or whatever they're worried about. But, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, it never should have been there in the first place. I guess in my head, I don't see as big of an issue with this one as some of the other crossed, uh, and I don't know why. I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know why either. What the is difference it just is. just the military angle? Yeah. It might be for me because I'm military and yeah, I have a history that. of that. But yeah. <clears throat> that's why I said like, well, it's, it's a fucking, for people from that town to commemorate people that died during World War One from their city. Well, the, they're making the same argument though for the Confederate flag, for mm-hmm. statues to Confederate yeah, but soldiers. When, like, and that, those are actual statues yes, for the soldiers. Those are actual, but those ones were put up a 200 years fucking after the war. This was put up 10 well, years after the war. But why does the timing of it matter? And, and because those were put up during the Jim Crow era when they were like, hey, fuck you, black people. We're trying to pass all these laws, so we're going to put up a Confederate up, statue. This was put up before the Jim Crow era. In when, 1923, after World War One. Yeah, when they still, when it was still openly okay to say, fuck the Jews. Well, yeah, and- no, I'm saying, that, but in the time constraints, <laughs> right. they put this up after the soldiers died. 
not like 200 years after the soldiers died. And and, and if it's just a memorial for the people of this little town or whatever, yeah. you, like you said, then let them fucking pool their money together, buy a little plot of land and erect whatever the fuck they want on it. But don't spend everybody's money putting it up and maintaining it. That's not what that's for. If, if, if a, if a, if a group of private citizens want to get together and collectively fund it, fine. Do that. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I guess one thing that I, I always find we were some of these, um, the city's still going to have to maintain the area, no matter if it's there or not on this one, it looks like, because it's just all the flowers. Now what? Even if they take the cross down, they're going to have to maintain it? Well, the area, yeah. Oh, so what? So they're still spending money on that area no matter what. They're not putting up a new fucking cross Yeah, but they there. don't have a particular, they don't have a symbol representing one particular brand of faith tradition in the United States and maintaining the ground around that religious symbol. Right. Right. It could be. I, I, I know, I know where you are. I just, and I, I feel, and I I feel I differently about this one in a way, which I think that's be... the key feel. Well, yeah. 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 It's the same way where, you know, if there's a, if there's a, if there's a civil war memorial up for the soldiers that died there, I have no problem with that. Um, hmm. Commemorating the well, soldiers I, that he, died and tombs so what for I them think is and, interesting, and making a monument for the soldiers that e, fought. Even if it's Robert E. Lee and- Robert well, E. Lee is a single soldier. I said soldiers. Like, hey, this is the 5th Battalion of Louisville and has every, num- every name of every soldier that was killed in that battle con- in that for area. For the Confederacy? Yeah. Hmm. It's still a part of our American history. And if it's- I, I, The thing, the issue with that, this- That one's slightly trickier maybe, but th- this one seems to me to be pretty clear cut. Yeah, well, and and I think it's interesting that that you're that you're going with these with these preconceived notions of and defenses of it as if they are true without even knowing, right? So you're saying, well, maybe they were all Christians. Maybe well, this, maybe yeah. that. Maybe the plaque says this. So well, you're no, trying, I didn't say maybe. I said if, if it said me. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to make justifications and excuses for leaving it there. Because it's what you want versus finding out everything about it first and then saying whatever, right? Or just looking at it and going, well, no, clearly it's a religious symbol well, on yeah. public land being paid for with public funds, which I'm is not... an unconstitutional thing. It shouldn't matter what it's for. Oh, I'm, I'm 100%. I would love to see the cross gone. Yeah. But don't take Wait, away the what? memorial for the soldiers. No, I'm not saying that either. Make a different, make, make a memorial for them. But not a cross. Yeah, I don't care if it's a cross or what it is, but you know, it's it's the memorial. Well, and, so. and I don't think anybody's well, arguing that you have to take them take a memorial away. You can move either. You can move this well, memorial to somewhere that's not on public land, or you can put up another memorial on public land that doesn't have a religious symbol as as the monument itself. I feel like you just shifted your position though, because before you were saying that this well, I was this saying cross to leave, doesn't leave. bother you for some reason. You know, and now you're well, saying, saying, well, that. it doesn't have to be a cross. Just don't get rid of the memorial. That's a different thing. Well, yeah, it's a mem- that's why I'm, that's why I was fighting for it at the beginning because it's the memorial. That's why I said like some places just have a giant fucking white cross. Yeah, get rid of it. It's not fucking honoring anything. It's obviously a fucking cross for the religion. Yeah, I'm the only one here that's saying fuck the memorial. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm saying just leave the memorial. <laughs> And I'm saying it's fine to have a memorial, but don't have it be a fucking cross. <laughs> so yeah, we're all three I, saying that's my different position. things. No, my no, my position is the memorial's fine, just not a. Uh, uh, they don't have to use religious iconography for it. Yeah, they can and use no, nothing. That's that's uh, uh, there's a word that I can't think of. 
that would work perfectly right there. Um, uh, sec, sec, sectarian? sectarian, yes. Yeah. And that's why it's like with, with the Civil War ones, if you just have a memorial like with a plaque with the names on it, I'm fine with that. Building a giant fucking statue of Robert E. Lee, who was an obvious fucking dickbag just for himself and has fucking racist <laughs> fucking white bag. supremacist shit printed right on the fucking plaque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big fucking difference. And that's why when I pointed someone out that was arguing with that and I said, look at what the fucking plaque on Robert Lee's fucking statue says. It says fighting for white supremacy right on the fucking plaque. Yeah. And they never, and they never did get it. I'm like, that's why it's fucking racist. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're trying to get rid of history. I'm like, yeah, if it's, that's why I have no, yeah, if there's soldiers that died there, that's why, you know, they still have soldiers for fucking Nazi soldiers. I mean, yeah, I mean so, for <laughs> cemeteries for Nazi soldiers and stuff in a place where their, their dead are buried and stuff. And there's just definitely probably plaques with certain people that fought. I mean, definitely not fucking Hitler or fucking those people, but there's probably certain people that have, you know, just remember, hmm. Hey, this is where my family fought. Yeah. It was on the wrong side, but keep our history. Yeah. Mm. I'm not, but I'm, they also in Germany have I'm the names of as... all the Jews uh, that lived in those homes that were taken out during world war two in the street so you can say hey you know this couple and their child live in this house and they were killed in this camp i'm not i'm not as quick to be so sentimental about fucking assholes who are fighting to keep their fucking slaves fuck them i don't care mm-hmm. i don't fucking care i don't care if it's our family heritage and they oh well, well fuck you you were treating people as farm equipment and you were willing to fucking die for that fuck you you don't get a memorial in the country that you fought against you're a fucking treasonous traitor and a racist asshole here okay. here <laughs> Yes, yes, I concur, sir. Uh, that wraps it up for us tonight for the regular portion of the show. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. I was kind of pointing at Ryan while I did that, and that's not I was not meaning that toward you. <laughs> our Patreon uh, subscribers are Camille Baroski, Numania, Alan Firth, Gatheist, Larry Wilson, Marius Kot Sorry, Marius sent a message Bertikowski? or posted, <laughs> posted oh, how to actually say her name? out on uh, our Patreon right. site saying, you know, the way you pronounce my name is okay and it would be fine even if you murdered it. So maybe I took that to heart and I was like, I'm really going to fuck it up this week. <laughs> Marius Kot Butrakowski, Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast to whom we pledge loyalty, Janet Uter, Let Them Eat Kofefe, Stephen Andrus, Christy Kalbach, Utah Outcasts, Tim Jacobson. Matt Tuller, who will be receiving something from me as soon as I can go and drop it off at the post office. Rob Otto, or I guess as soon as I drop it off at the post office and then they take it and deliver it to where he is living. Megan Kennedy, Andrew Vodapich, Brandy Hamrick, Jeremy Goodson, Angelica Pearson, Wes Aaron, Purple Dragon, and Taylor Grin. Thank you all very much. Super much. Thanks very much to all of you. Happiness, yes. Yes, indeed. I like it very much. <laughs> and if you cannot afford to be a Patreon supporter, please do not do it. Only do it if you can do it and really love the show and want to show us some love and support. Yes. If you can't afford to pay it, then please share the show with your friends. Share share links to the show and comments and talk about it and all that kind of stuff with other people who may be interested as well. That helps support it very much. Um. We're going to break off into the Patreon portion of the show now. I think we're going to be talking about Brian Fisher. Some dick bags. Some Brian Fisher and some Duck Dynasty. Oh, uh, I'm going to shoot myself like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> and so, until next week, dear listeners, 
crucify those World War I veterans. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Crucify that like button. Leave a the- review to achieve nirvana. <laughs> and indict the show five times a day toward Muller. <laughs> Fucking pulled that pin on that lols grenade.
You just made me really loud. No, I got the PC turned up. What what the fuck's going on here? You made everything. You made me much louder. That's that's why when I turn the PC. Don't do that. Um. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Right after what I was just reading, that sounded terrible. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. Man, I would never even dream of saying something like that. It took me totally by surprise.